Hello everyone, it's Saturday, September 16th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is sponsored by Pillsbury Cinnabon Cinnamon Buns. That is such a, mouse, a mouthful. I nearly said a mouthful. It's it a is, mouthful? It is such there a There better mouthful. be no mice involved. Like, it, I, I, as much it's as a I'm Disney princess about what I be am. About, it's because I'm thinking about what I'm going to be talking my about kitchen, that I'm like, mouse, mouse. Blah, 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 blah. My kitchen is, is just me. Like, I, I hate to break it to you, but no woodland creatures come in and dress all, me. All of the they woodland creatures are coming, food. though, because you're making such a sweet It is. Dessert. All you can smell right now through the house... Cinnamon is, and sugar. ...is the smell of cinnamon. Yeah, it's, the icing sugar's no, on the side. No, it's not the, on the... No, I wouldn't even say it's cinnamon. You get a hint of cinnamon, and you smell sugar. Like, you can almost taste it now, because my senses are, are salt no the sugar. There's no icing sugar on it. There's sugar in the bun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, whenever I have a cinnamon bun, I'm usually like, holy <laughs> shit, my mouth right. is now, now is the perfect a, time. A sugar spoon. All, all right, calm down, dear. Now is the perfect time to tell you all that we spoil things during our podcast. So leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. And each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable to us. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And this week will be animated series. Yes. And then lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister where one of us loves something that the other hates or hasn't seen or has no interest in learning about, etc., etc. And Swore a vendetta from the gods! That's an option, too. Yeah. I mean, we've had a few of those. Well, if you mention Tom Cruise, I'm not watching it for oh. whatever reason. I don't understand. I you... watched Jerry Maguire this weekend. Or this weekend. This week. I and, don't know how uh, you can support the man. I I don't support him. I like Jerry Maguire. I, but I you're support... supporting him by watching the movie. I support Nancy Wilson. Her husband wrote the film, and Nancy Wilson was in heart, and I truly love some of the music that she's made. How so the hell just... do you know her name? Nancy Wilson? The Wilson sisters? Anyway. Are you serious? Oh. Once we've done our round of Twist I'm the Sister. I'm showing my age. Once we've done our round of Twist the Sister, <laughs> we open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. And you can see it's going to be a very heated debate whether or not you give us your opinion. I got you your cinnamon bun. Mm-hmm. So you have a taste while I talk about our first animated show this week. The Simpsons. So I said to him, look, buddy, your car was upside down when we got here. And as for your grandma, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. Dad, don't you see you're abusing your power like all vigilantes? I mean, if you're the police, who will police the police? Oh, Coast Guard. Homer, wasn't the whole point to catch the cat burglar? And I still don't have my saxophone. Lisa, the mob is working on getting your saxophone back, but we've also expanded into other important areas. Literacy program. Preserving our beloved covered bridges. World domination. World domination? Oh, eh, that might be a typo. Mental note. The girl knows too much. That's like the end of it when the music's done. Shh. Okay. <laughs> That's part of it too. They tell you shh. Yeah. The shh is before though. Is the shh bananas? B a n a n a s. No, the shit is bananas. You're looking at the cinnamon bun like I'm trying to poison you. Like, just have a bite. What's I told you, here? I'm very cautious with cinnamon buns because I there's very few that I've been like, this is amazing, no regrets. 
Okay, well. So the Simpsons. The Simpsons are, for me, definitely an embedded part of my childhood. Um, they're an artifact by the definition we use typically. I remember... Are you going to talk about what I was going to mention about you? What about me? I don't know what you're going to say, but if it's... Um, whenever I think of The Simpsons, because The Simpsons wasn't really part of my childhood. I was more invested in, like, crime shows. Which is weird, but still the truth. Um, I always remember, and Mom still mentions it to this day, about your best friend growing up. No, her I mom. Her mom was shocked. And appalled that, that my mom let me watch The Simpsons. Yeah. Which I, to this day, find rather odd. Yeah. I mean, I get that The Simpsons was, for a lot of people, like, the first idea of adult animation like it was not made for children but then like family guy like knocked uh you had family guy you had um futurama which is the same creator king of the hill came around roughly around this time lots of shows really I remember started king of the to hill. to yeah i liked king of the hill as well great 90s show anyway um you can't oh. say it's a 90s show if I was freaking born, Charles. It is a 90s show. You're just taking a big dump on the fact that I was alive when it was on. Because it's it, not a 90s show if I was It started alive. in the 90s! The 2000s, so it's a 90s and 2000s show. Well, like well, Dawson's Creek. If somebody said to you The Simpsons is a 21st century show, what would you say to that? It's, no, it's from the 2020s. No, it's not. It's from the fucking 90s. You said a 21st century show. So yes, <laughs> I would say yes, it is a 21st century show. But, a little bit of the 20th century as well. <laughs> you don't the think tail of the- end of the 20th century into the 21st. We've got a bigger problem here. You don't think of The Simpsons as a 90s- like, you know what? I do stand corrected. You know what? That's okay. It started sure. I in 1989. It, I think of it as a 90s show just because you show. were more into it than I was. And The Simpsons is still on. It's heyday was in the 90s. Yeah. People were- they, like, Bart Simpson was everywhere. There were commercials for Butterfingers in the 90s. Um, like, it, it is such a 90s show, in my opinion. Anyway. Well, you know what? That's neither here nor there, because We're I getting very off topic. Yeah, and, and King of the Hill is also a 90s show, but again, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go there. So, The Simpsons, to me, when I was a kid, um, I feel like the first seven, eight seasons of The Simpsons really stand out for me, because that was when I was a kid. Mm. I did watch it. Um, I learned quite a bit from The Simpsons, because they did a lot of parodies of things as well so I, I learned through the simpsons what things were if i didn't necessarily because know the original you'd see source. something later yeah and you're like oh that's like from the simpsons and you're like wait well no the simpsons were talking about the this. raven edgar Allan poe mm. they did a, a a version of the raven i think in one of their treehouse mm. of horror episodes if i'm correct but i'm i'm like i'm not the biggest simpsons fan so i'm sure i'm getting some of this information wrong uh comic book guy would definitely correct me on that show mm. Um, but yes, it's, it's you one know of those things that I... You know who wouldn't correct you? What? Duffman. Duffman would not <laughs> correct you. Duffman just wants you to have Duff. Um, yeah, I, and one of the great things about The Simpsons is that they have iconic characters that stick with you. You don't have to have watched the entire series to know who Duffman is, who Mo is. Um, I... Oh, sorry, you go first. One of the coolest things was I went this summer just passed. Wow. No. 
No, sorry, a, a year ago. Years of blending, Chelsea. Which year? I'm was sorry, that? a year ago. <laughs> that pandemic brain kicking in. No, a year ago, I went to Florida and I went to Universal Studios and they had a Springfield. Jesus, section. that was a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. I had oh. this moment the other day though. I I was looking back at memories on my Snapchat and they were like seven years ago. This happened. I was like, that was three. What are you talking about? That was yeah. not seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, we all have a, a really confused version of how long ago something is because we. It's like we, we lost three years almost. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I went to the Springfield section of Universal, and I mean, there wasn't really much there to do. There were some kiddie rides and things like that, but I went into Moe's, and I thought it was the coolest. There was a Duff section as well for Duff beer. Um, I'm anyway, going to Moe's. Point, point is, I, my childhood, I cannot remember a time that The Simpsons was not on TV. Because it, it's extended my entire life. Well, isn't it going on to its like thirty sixth season or oh, yeah, something? Yeah, now? it's older than I am, mm. just barely. But it's it, but it's older than I am. Um, and I remember five o'clock that was like the reruns. Mm. There was new ones on Sunday. That's how I ended up watching Simpsons was the reruns. Yeah, there was new ones on Sunday, but it was so popular that it was showing those first I would say first five, six, maybe seven seasons, maybe seven. I can't remember if it got that far. But they would rerun the same episodes and five o'clock every day that's where my ass was in the chair watching the simpsons i just it, it was and i mean it, it got to the point though that it wasn't just me as well in the 90s you hadn't the cable existed but let's face it we were still kind of watching the same things as each other still yeah, it's not like today like, you and i live for dvds and and rentals and stuff like that like blockbuster was our bread and butter while everyone else was like, you know, there's a thing called Netflix now. <laughs> when I was a kid, there was no DVDs either, so I, mm. I was watching what they were watching. You were watching, like, VHSs, or you were watching it on the TV, or you were watching reruns. Like, that was your options. Yeah, and and I mean, a, a great deal of my friends would watch, we would all talk about Simpsons the next day. Even though it was a rerun, we would talk about it, our jokes were centered on it. It is so essentially part of my childhood that it's hard to kind of separate it out. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I... If you, if you had to place me, I clearly identify as Elisa, only I'm not as sourpuss about it. I literally, um, for my notes, because uh, I, I told you already that, like... Oh my god, here comes the I notepad. Wasn't, I wasn't particularly, like, heavily invested in The Simpsons, as I've mentioned, mm -hmm. but there are some, like, particular things that I've enjoyed from it. Um, I do love Lisa, and I really did relate to her growing up, even though I wasn't necessarily like her, but I felt like when I watched the show, she was the most like me. Um, uh, but at the same time, I also loved Bart because he wasn't at all like me, because yeah. I wasn't, like, the lazy prankster He's I just not lazy. He's, he's definitely not lazy. But, like, he gets the reputation of that because he's a slacker in school. He's a clown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but he's not lazy. But because of that... Um, okay, fine. He's not lazy, Chelsea. Um, but because of that, I found that he had, like, really memorable moments in the show. Yes! Like, his yes. character development as well has altered a little. Like, he's not necessarily completely different than who he was in season one to now. But there's been moments where you're like, get it, Bart. Go, there, Bart, go. There's a moment... Oh, shoot. Did I write it down? I was I was re-watching some of the early episodes that I really enjoyed. And there's uh, a moment with Bart that it's so cathartic to watch it. <laughs> he, um, oh shoot, did I write it down? 
I have a feeling I didn't write it down. Here, well, you look for that. I'm going to talk no, about the I other d- thing. I didn't um, write it down. I also, ha- like, I see episodes now, because I haven't watched Simpsons properly for a bit, but I see episodes now, and now I think back to my childhood, and I can say with absolute certainty that the only sane person in this town is Marge. <laughs> I like, don't think the, she's sane. I think she's losing it. I No, I think she's sane, but, like, the town is going to steadily make her crazy. Like, by season 42 of The Simpsons, Marge is going to go full wacko. Uh, we're not there yet, but she's slipping into it. You can see that, like, when it starts, she's, like, uh, trying to keep the family together, trying to have, like, a normal family, because that's what she is. She's the stereotypical housewife and mom. But then, like, there's moments where Marge is losing it, and you're like, oh my god, she's she's having an episode. And you want to just be, like, help her out. Someone help her. Um, I don't know if this, like, is as cool to you as it is to me, there's so many times that things get mentioned on the news and whatever, and The Simpsons has predicted it. Yeah. And it's insane to me, because they clearly did it as, like, a the joke. Br- like, in the future, there's gonna be a President Donald and- Trump yeah. was one. Yeah, it, it's All sorts eerie. of things like that, where they predict the future, and I think it's because they think of, like, a wacky, but not too wacky of a joke. <laughs> and it's just wacky enough that it actually comes true. And I think it's insane. Yeah. Um I I love it. I love it. Every time it happens it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um okay. Uh there's there's a lot to talk about and I I mean we could talk about this for hours so I'm not going to. I'm just going to say the Simpsons is fantastic. Um it has it, you know, it has trios of horror, it has its parodies, it has musical numbers. I mean, see my vest. I I can't that it that's a parody of Disney mm. and Cruella DeVille where he like he's killing animals left, right and center. And mm. Mr. Burns is dancing around going, see my vest, see my vest. And it's all That's like, one animals. of the things I was going to mention. I love Monorail. Him. You know, do you remember the Monorail episode? He's that musical? Such, he is such an entertaining villain, Mr. Burns is. I yeah. live for Excellent. Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could see him doing, like, his weird hand, like, how his fingers come together as he laughs. The characterization so of every single character in the show is so well put together. And shout out to Hank Azaria for playing like, <laughs> like fifteen different people. Oh, all of them do. All of and them they're all do like, a lot. well, yeah. But Hank Azaria is like our guy. We love Hank Azaria. What do you mean our guy? We love Hank Azaria. I love every person on this show. Oh my god, they're not going to invite you to do some voice acting, Chelsea. Just say that you like Hank Azaria. I like Hank Azaria and et al. Et al. I like all of them. Oh whatever. <laughs> and the okay, other thing I found I love, love, love Mo. I love Mo so much. I have a quote for you. You know the bartender? Who, I, I know who Mo is. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yes. Since you mentioned him, <laughs> I was just making sure you recall what you said. But yeah, I love Mo so much. And Bart calling him all the time with, with, uh, see, uh it's Seymour. Seymour who? Seymour Butts. And, yeah. Mo I mean, goes some of them got really shit. risky. Like, he has to deal with these guys. Because don't they work at, like, a nuclear power plant? They work at a nuclear power plant. And it comes <laughs> to him every Excuse night. Me. So he's, like, a surrogate friend for the group. Yeah, but, yeah, they all... It's like the local watering hole. Yeah. And you can tell he clearly is like, you're all friggin' nuts. Kind of like how Marge is the only sane one. I feel like Mo is also a pretty sane person. And he can't... And af- he says some really funny shit as well. I I always remember Mo. I love Mo. He can't afford to prioritize, like, health and safety regulations yeah. or anything like that as well, which is hilarious, especially as an adult. I, I mean, I've yeah. worked with entrepreneurs, so now, <laughs> now I'm just like, geez, like, it's... I know it's supposed to be a joke 
in the context of the show, but the reality is there's a lot of people out yeah. there who are just like, let's skirt the regulations just a smidge. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a bit hyperbolic, but yeah, the hyperbole in this situation is actually quite true to life. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to end off on my final yeah. note, just because we, we could be doing this Bart. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a quote in very early in the series, I can't remember if it's the first or second season, very, very early though. Um, this guy walks up to Bart and he's just like sitting on the side of the road with uh, with Lisa. I think it's with Lisa. He's just messing about being a kid. And he says, what's your name, son? And he says, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? And he says, I'm an investigative reporter who's on the road a lot. And I must say, in my day, we did not talk to our, our elders that way. Mm. And Bart shouts back, well, this is my day and we do, sir. And I don't know what it is, <laughs> but the delivery of it is like, it, it's just so perfectly encapsulating the character how quick because he's a bit of a rebel how quick-witted and like <sighs> snarky and rebellious is probably the best way to put yeah. it he is rebellious he against everything and um and he's it's smart funny. and he's smart that's the thing he is very very smart he's not smart the way lisa's smart but he is still smart uh, arguably he could be smarter and he just chooses to to channel his intelligence in different ways. We're leading into an additional fan theory. Bart is the real genius Oh, I, I could have done a fan theory about The Simpsons, but I'm choosing not to just because it is so the artifact for me that I'd rather talk about our next series, which is it's Zany to the Max. It's Animaniacs. I am Ludwig von Beethoven, world famous composer and pianist. You're a what? A pianist. You've got Yakko and Wacko and their little sister Dot. There is so many. So, oh my God! Do you remember you? This is an artifact for you. Yes. And you know what I'm going to say. Yes. When you were a kid, I don't. And know, when you were a kid, we both had to do. Oh this my in God! School. No, 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 no! I did not have to do this in school. You didn't? No, no, I oh. did not have. Are we talking about the same thing? The countries? The speeches. Oh my god, no! Oh, you're talking oh about something god. different. Okay, so let, let <laughs> me just preface. We have two things to talk about. Let me about. preface. Animaniacs, if The Simpsons was my childhood and I can remember it because it was so long running, Animaniacs was a very condensed version. Of your teenage oh, excuse years. excuse me, I got hiccups. Um, I think I ate my cinnamon bun too fast. It was delicious, <laughs> by the way. Um, it was very, I mean... Bill Clinton is in the intro to the original Animaniacs. Playing the saxophone. So that really dates when this came out, and that is when I watched it. I was that age. Mm -hmm. The amount of jokes that went over my head is obscene. It was only when I grew up, bought the series on DVD, and rewatched it. That that I were in hysterics, getting everything. Oh my god. I mean, the innuendo. Some of the jokes are the dirtiest things I've ever... I'm not going to get into it, because... You can go elsewhere and just go on YouTube and see it for yourself, and that and that's worth it. Just looking for the R-rated <laughs> jokes on Animaniacs, unbelievable, unfreaking believable. Some of the stuff they got away with on children's television, and this is without question a children's TV show. But I think that's true. People do that now in like Pixar and Disney stuff as well. Yeah. They do have jokes. But this was a long time ago. Yeah. Like this was in the time of like Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Like this yeah. was not. This was not done. This, this wasn't was the time for then. hardcore animation for kids. Yeah, some real... Yeah. Hello, nurse. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say, though, was I loved this. I was into all of that era. Um, Pinky and the Brain was a spinoff from it. I enjoyed that. And um, not Looney Tunes. Um, 
Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons came out roughly the same time. Big fan. It's all kind of in the same realm. Warner Brothers animation area. And Steven Spielberg was like the the person spearheading Animaniacs as well. So shout out to Steven as per usual. Every episode I feel like we're talking about Steven again. Um, okay. But you got roped into this because of me later on in life as a an old like because of the age as an gap. old woman as an old as an elderly biddy at nineteen I, I going back, on ninety I came back to the series and I kind of roped you into it as well. Now I'll let you talk about the other thing, but I do remember I can sing part of it now because we learned some of the songs. You can we didn't t- learn you all talk of the about songs. that in a second, but I remember. No, I'm talking about what you're going to talk about. The no, countries? no. Yes, yes, yes. I still know some of the songs. We were in. We were grocery shopping. Yes, we were in the superstore. Actually, you we were in a Loblaws. You were so small that you sat in the front of the cart. Yes. That's how little you were. And I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I taught you the Countries of the World song, which is one of the many, like, every episode is like four or five different songs. Because you turned around and you said, hey, do you want to see how many songs you can remember? And I was like, sure. No, remember how, country, how many countries or, you can remember. Yeah, sorry. How many countries can you remember? Yeah. And I was like, sure, thinking, you know, there's got to be like five in the world, right? Um, <laughs> because that's all I really knew. You were so, you were but so then young. you would sing a verse, and I'd United repeat it. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Jamaica Peru, Republic of Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still... And that's all we got through while we were in the store. I started because laughing. Because to this day, after that, I just go, da 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 And that's it. I'm completely out after that because yeah. that's all you taught me in the store. I started laughing so hard because like, you, you took to it. you doing it. You took to it so quickly. And then I was like, I really got to show her Animaniacs now because yeah. I kind of, like, I've started something. Mm-hmm. But but it stuck to you to the point that you had to go, you, this is what I'll, I'll let, I'll jump off and let you take the mic you went full blast, incorporated into school for you. So, you did this and I did this in school. I, I don't know how many schools do this, because I... Not Animaniacs themed. Let's, no. let's be clear. No, no, I no. D- our, our school, we have a very small school. Um, Not anymore, but at the time it was very uh, small. Like, 100 students were the whole school. Was the max, yeah. Like, I, I still to this day can alphabetically name everybody that was in my class. Um, anyway, very, very small school, very, very close-knit. Um, we were very highly educated. I would not say we were athletic bunch <laughs> by any means. Like we weren't winning trophies or, or anything of we that nature. We were the brains. But we were, we were a bunch of brains. And one of the things we did was, um... You had to do a speech. Yeah. And it, it, had, it had a laundry list of requirements every year. Like it has to be two minutes. It has yeah. to, you have to talk about impact on you. You have to talk about what this is and explain it. And the one year... From the, the ages of like 8 to, to 13, we all had to do a speech. Uh, and well, I remember because my school... Because the school changed when I was there from when you were there. Like, you used to do Historica and stuff, which they never did with me. Yeah. But the years that I was doing the speeches, they did it when we were in a junior, and then they did it when we were in intermediate grades. So I only got to really do it two, three years, because the one year when I did a speech, it didn't actually go into the proper competition that we were doing, because we were so little at the time. So I did three overall. I did so hold on, you didn't do it in, like, grade three? Grade three was the first time I Grade won. three was the first time I did it. I didn't win. Okay. I talked about Sam. Our dog? Yes, our dog Sam. Oh, I don't remember. That was my first speech that I did. The second one I did on Che Guevara, and talked about how he <laughs> invented the t-shirt. 
I do remember um, that. And I got nothing for that. That was what, that was when I went, like, hardcore academia on. I was like, this is how I'm going to win this year. I went for emotion the first year, and they rejected me. I went for hardcore <laughs> academia. And they rejected me then, too, for people who did emotional things, which kind of pissed me off a bit. <laughs> so the third time when we did it, uh, I decided... Can we rope back into I, to Animaniacs? I decided to do the president song that was in Animaniacs. Now, that being said... Considering the difference from when Animaniacs had made the song, there had been, what was there, three or four presidents after. Yes. So you and I had to compose an ending to this song. Yeah, it stopped at the Clintons, and we had got to the Obamas at this point. So it was only two administrations further. But you you had to continue the song at the same... And and do you remember the song? What, from the beginning? You mean like George Washington was the first you see? Yeah, he like yeah. all that. Yeah. So that's the, the it's I hear random like that. That's the and it goes from one to another, and and as a result of that, I still use it to this day. Yeah, I know when like you're sitting there and they're like the something something president in Jeopardy, you're like okay. So, so-and-so was 45th, so then I've got a reverse yeah. five. The so one in the back to, like, 60s, the one I, not quite after then. So then, like, I end up doing that. Like, I, I jump use, around um, in the song. Harry Truman, Weird Little Human, served two, two terms, and when he's done, done it's Eisenhower who's got the power from 53 to 61. And then it's the Kennedy, he got... What, Kennedy, there's actually a couple versions John of it. John F. Kennedy, he got shot, so Lyndon Johnson took his spot. Richard Nixon, he gets caught. And there, Gerald Ford fell down a lot. That got edited. Some areas said that he got shot, and some said that he had Camelot. Because yeah. because of objections to the fact that he was assassinated. And they thought that was Because, you know, all the, other, all the other jokes in Animaniacs, they're totally fine. Yeah, too rough but on kids around, to say shot, though. If we turn around and recognize that someone was assassinated, that's too far. <laughs> this is a show where we the, tell them like, the truth, routinely, we can't have it. This is like a Looney Tunes thing where people routinely were getting hit with hammers over the head and stuff like that. But saying shot was because it actually happened was really... Uh, anyway, I'm not not to be disrespectful or anything like that because it is a very sad thing when anybody gets assassinated. But it was just a but I find a weird it, I find, censorship. Like it's nothing moment. against nothing against like what happened and the sensitivity of the issue. The thing that I find really annoying is that uh, Hollywood and the in the entertainment industry usually is very hypocritical. Like they turn around and they're like, you can't say this, you know, you but can't you can have you can't that. have gay people on TV. You can't like all, like over the years, and then was, that changes. And yes, like, you can, but you can't have this. Yeah, and now you can't always, have that. It's always will move the, the the bar moves the, forward and backwards. So yeah. like it's like two steps forward, one step back constantly. Yeah, I don't and know what that really, has to do with what we're talking about. But well, that's okay. what I'm talking about. How Animaniacs was at a time when everything was very you know. Oh, the sunny. The level shit. of political they correctness. Were, they were coming the out 90s. with already nineties because this was a nineties show. <laughs> They were coming out with R-rated stuff, and no one batted an eye, but then they turned around and had one thing that was obviously a hot-button issue for some people, and then all of a sudden, Okay, I I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I know that you can look it up, but there is, just to give you an idea of how rude one of the jokes is, (laughs) there, you know what I'm gonna say. They're doing a detective episode where they're looking things up, like Sherlock Holmes type of style with the three characters, the three Animaniacs. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Um, and... At one point, they said, uh, fingerprints. She goes, huh? He goes, fingerprints. And, uh, you can see in the shot, there's a cartoon version of Prince, the singer. And she looks at him and looks back at the camera and goes, I don't think so. And 
If you're not paying attention as an adult, <laughs> you miss that joke. Kids would never get it in a million years. But fingerprints, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. I, to this day, I can't get over that that, that happened. It's, it's absolutely shocking to me. But you can't say shot. Yeah. Anyway. But the thing that I, I wanted to talk about what I loved about Animaniacs. Oh, I didn't even, I haven't even started about what I love about Animaniacs. I'm not, I, there's not enough time. It seems like you've been talking for a while, considering oh you haven't God. actually got into it yet. The good feathers? That's what I'm getting to, so shut up. Don't you tell me to shut, shut up. Shut up in your face. Okay, go ahead, because I'm actually um, going to give you the fan theory. So, Pinky and the Brain, which you mentioned before, I not, not only did I love their whole, like, theme song when they were in Animaniacs, but I, I still sing that sometimes when I'm driving, and One you see, like, two stupid drivers. The other's insane. When I see, like, drivers on the road, I will sing this, like, I, in my head. It's like how I told you when I see people riding bicycles, I hear the Wicked Witch song from The Wizard of Oz. Like, I hear that. And I don't even mean to, I just naturally do. When I'm in the car sometimes, and someone does really, like, stupid shit when I'm driving... I literally will hear it, or I hum it. I've done it actually before. Like, I've actually hummed it out, and people have been like, what are you doing? And it, I'm singing just the pinky and the brain, pinky and the brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. And in this situation, I'm the genius while I watch the insane driver okay. go by me, and I'm alive, you're, and they're going to die right in a car into accident. It. I, I have to jump in. I know. The I know what you're going to talk about, about pinky and the brain. Let, let me go. Let I'm me not go. done. We can circle Get back. Get off. You're, you just let it in too perfectly, okay? Ugh. So the, the fan theory, pinky and the brain came from Animaniacs. And you just said it so perfectly. The theory has always been, because they say one is a genius, the other is insane. That the little one with the giant brain is the brain, and the crazy one who's doing stupid shit is Pinky. Yeah, but but the theory is that Pinky is in fact the real genius, and the brain is not a genius. You, you automatically assume that the brain is the genius. I mean, if you've met Pinky as well, there's a lot of indications, but... Yeah. But... It's the not hard to get is that there. that's not the truth. Now, um, because they so... First of all, very ambiguous. So there, there's been a lot of, like, debate because of it. But there is some evidence about it as well. Um, so they actually went to the Pinky and the Brain creator, Tom Ruger, and asked his opinion. And uh, he is completely aware of the ongoing discussion about the theory. And he remarked on it. But he, he's never given, like, a full definitive statement. Mm. So he thinks that there's... A lot of evidence there right so again one is genius the other is insane well st we're starting from that um and just in terms of the, of like pinky and the brain they say initially one is a genius the other is insane pinky and the brain like just Are you trying to say respectively the, the parallelism yeah so they're mentioning pinky first but i i remember when the song is out and they show you pinky and the brain and they're talking about it when they say one is a genius, they have, like, the camera. Well, this isn't, like, live action, but, you know, like, the shot is on the brain at the time. And then when they say, and the other's insane, they focus yeah. on Pinky. So, like, they're just feeding into and truth. And here's where it gets tricky. In Animaniacs, and we're talking about Animaniacs and focused on Animaniacs, and, and I watch Animaniacs more than anything else. When they walk past an x-ray machine, you see inside and you see that there's basically nothing inside Pinky's head. Whereas brain is like very involved and you see all this machinery yeah. and cogs working very, very hard. Um, whereas if you watch the spin-off series, 
That's not what happens. In their own series, um, where it says one is a genius, the other is insane, um, you actually have Brain doing doing uh, calculations on the chalkboard. And Pinky is like just jumping around in a straitjacket. So that is where they said, okay, well then he's obviously the insane one. But you don't really have the same evidence as you had before. And then, then the, the whole premise of Pinky and the Brain is that they're constantly trying to take over the world. The brain. The brain that. is. What are because, we going to do today? Because they're lab rats. What are we they? doing today, brain? Are they lab rats? Yeah, Pinky always says, what are we yeah. doing today, brain? And and brain always says, we're going to take over the world. So. you got to do the voice what it, We're what getting is, Pinky over in the world. <laughs> no, I, I can't do that. What are we doing today, brain? I'm, like, I'm more likely to do Pinky's voice. <laughs> so, question for you, because you are a fan of, of Albert Einstein. What is his definition of insanity? His definition of insanity? Yes. I wouldn't know what his definition is. I know the common one where it's like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That is Einstein's theory. He claims insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah, so it is Einstein's. So what, was and what does the brain his, want to do every single time? He does it over and over he again. He wants to take over the world because he was wronged by the world. Okay. He's not insane for wanting justice. Okay, so if you apply that definition of insanity to the brain... Like, the, the level of dedication for him doing the exact same thing over and over again, then he could be the crazy one. Like, by that theory. Um, Pinky has actually come closer to taking over the world in the brain on many, many episodes. Um, I, I mean, I That's because they're not... There. They underestimate Pinky because he's insane. Like, that, yeah. like, it's a happy accident when he does And there's other things. theories that Pinky, as a genius, is actually a good genius, not a crazy one. And that he's intentionally ruining the brain's plans. That's another theory. Um, well, he just wants to hang out with him? That's what it really is? Well, I mean, he doesn't really have much of a choice, quite honestly. <laughs> but, but yeah, that is a big, big part of the theory that Pinky is actually sabotaging the plans. And that he's way ahead of him. Pinky's always recognizing flaws in the brain's plans, which makes him smarter than him. And the brain doesn't take well to being told that he's made an error. Um, brain can, like... I mean, there's many instances where they've seen, uh, you know, I shouldn't say many. There's one instance where the brain is on Jeopardy. He's competing on Jeopardy. And mm. you know how up on Jeopardy they have the signage at the front with their name on it? Yeah. It's barely legible. Here, I'll show you a photo. Barely legible. It says brain. I mean, granted, he's a mouse. So we'll, we'll give him that. So but you'll give him credit that he doesn't have opposable thumbs and yeah. can't actually grip a pencil or a pen to do it? Yeah. So okay. And I mean, I'm not getting a penmanship because my penmanship is absolute shit. Like, if you could read it, it's like hieroglyphics. And if you can read my writing, fine. But I'm not stupid. I so. actually want to apologize to you. I thought your penmanship was awful. <laughs> I I have worked with some people that your writing is so beautiful in comparison. <laughs> so now you're just insulting people. No, I'm just I sometimes <laughs> you're the, insulting do you me. Know what, but don't worry, I'm insulting other people more. No, 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 no. Because mm. we also we always joke that your writing is bad because we do. We used to joke that you should have been a doctor because like when doctors write prescriptions. It's like you need... And I like, you, you know, medical you need, shit, You need a PhD too. just to read like what they wrote. I very much. You need a PhD just to read what the doctor wrote down. <laughs> so, we used to joke that you should have been a doctor because of that. But I genuinely think people have messy writing just because they're either writing, trying to write too fast, or they're not pulling That's their pencil or pen away. They, because I've seen people who write really messy, and it's just they don't, like 
pull the pencil or pen away long enough to actually write a new word, that's how a sentence becomes a blur. Because that's what I've witnessed recently, and it, it's too much for me. I can't deal with it. I... Because <laughs> my, my writing gets messy when I write fast. Uh, my, my problem is that things are coming from my mind too fast. Oh, I know. Me to write Don't you hate down. it when you write a sentence and you heard the whole sentence in your head and you miss one word and your sentence doesn't make sense anymore? So then you put a little arrow and you have to write the word in because you were thinking way faster than you were able to write it? Because I've, I've done that way too many times. Um, anyway, is okay. that the whole theory? Yeah, so I say it's a valid theory. Boo! I don't like the theory. Okay. <laughs> I, I like it with the brain being smart and the pinky's cry. I like that he's crazy. Because I like that he... I do agree that he does often what sabotage. Do do today, brain? I do find it... Brain! Really, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy that he, like, ruins the plans a lot. But I think it's, like, happy accidents that he's ruining the plans. I think it's happy accidents when he actually does something that puts him closer to actually taking over the world. You think it's just a fluke? I do. Okay. And I know that there's, like, if you go digging, you can find some, like, overlapping. where you're like, oh, my God, it all makes sense. But I feel like those are coincidences. All right. I'm, I'm ready I'm put, not done for my... I'm not done. Put, put I didn't, me in, coach. No, I want to finish what I wanted to say about Animaniacs. I just got slapped. I what did. What the hell? I barely touched you. Violence. You, you woke hit, up and chose violence. You have hit me way harder when I have touched your phone. So, uh, the last thing for Animaniacs, what you mentioned before, Good Feathers, I literally, I never remember the name of them, which I really should considering they're clearly an homage to Goodfellas. I always call them the Pigeons of New York because I think of gangs in New York. For some it's, reason, it's verbatim. Like, like some of the it is, lines. It is so funny. I love. It's my. I think it's my favorite cartoon, and it, I feel like yeah. it's barely. Well, do in I it. amuse you? Do I amuse you? Yeah, and there's like a donut <laughs> on the ground, like all sorts of stuff. Like you can tell that. It, hey, <laughs> I'm digits. flying here. They're, like it's amazing. Yeah, I'm flying here. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's, it's every. So it's not entirely Goodfellas, but. It's they're done clearly, in the They're clearly in influenced mode. by, like, De Niro and Pacino and Pesci and Ray Liotta. Those four yeah. have just completely defined who and these like pigeons any are. And, like, sort of New York mob-esque type yeah. of movie that well, you've it, seen of the 90s. Lots of 80s, 90s types of movies. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Everything you can think of is in there. But it's some of... I mean, there are scenes that, when it first started, it was literally just verbatim what was said, minus, like, the F word from Goodfellas and and it it's hilarious what are you fucking doing <laughs> yeah I, how that didn't creep in I have no because they were doing all of these you know R-rated yeah. things they could have been saying what are you fucking doing because that would have been perfect that would have been yeah. just the right amount of being close to swearing without actually swearing yeah. I feel like but they didn't go that far and it was still hilarious yeah I, I think it's my favorite cartoon that's I, in Animaniacs and the other thing is do you remember Slappy Squirrel Slappy the Squirrel yeah Slappy Squirrel or Slappy the Squirrel. Do you remember Katie Kaboom? I love Katie Kaboom. I know you like Katie Kaboom. I love Slappy Squirrel. I love because Katie Slappy Kaboom. Squirrel like feeds into Do all the, the aggression I experienced as you've established from Do you know many the story episodes? behind Katie Kaboom? The creator had a teenage daughter and was just like, she's fucking scary. Like, <laughs> like and that and he created Katie Kaboom because his his own his own experience with his teenage daughter, who I think was also named Katie, although I could be wrong on that point. He was so terrified of his own teenage daughter that he created Katie Kaboom, which is exactly what it sounds like. Like, she starts off like a teenager, and then something sets her off, and she blows explodes. up. <laughs> yeah. The whole world pays for it. And then by the end of the episode, 
it's fine. And like she's left wreck and ruin behind her. Yeah. The the room and is she's smoking like, smiles, from like, the explosion. Fine. But but she just walks off. La 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 la. Yeah. There, there's so many great characters on the show. There's Chicken Boo. He doesn't realize he's a chicken. Yeah. There there's there's so many. Oh, uh, we could do this for hours. Stacey. Yeah. Because there's, there's so many different ones. But like personal favorites that like stood out to me were Slappy Squirrel because she really she just feeds into all of the aggression I felt as a child. And, like, her whole ensemble of, like, the little purse. And all you can imagine is that she's going to wax one with the purse. Yeah. Uh, and Good Feathers, yeah. They, those two and Pinky the Brain were, like, just fed right into me. And they were my bread and butter. But I just love that in general, Animaniacs, how you feel about The Simpsons and how they kind of always were doing pop culture homages to things in their show is how I feel Animaniacs did their stuff. Because there's a lot of... Uh, outside influence in some of their bits. Yeah. Like, having Bill Clinton in your opener yeah. says everything well, about dating a show. It's Animaniacs. Yeah. Come join the Warner Brothers. Go on, you know it. No. And the Warner Sister Dot. Okay. Just for fun, they run around <laughs> the Warner movie lot. Okay. They lock us in the tower whenever we get caught. But we break loose and then vamoose and now you know the plot. It's Animaniacs! Okay, alright, I'll stop. Now, now can I go? Are you doing your Twist the Sister? I am ready to twist you, but uh, now, I'm a little full, scared. Full disclosure, not seen this once. Okay. At all. Okay, so that, that gives me a little bit of leeway. The that, oh, you're, are you, hold on, let's just intro it first. I'm going to try and twist Daisy on the Ren and Stimpy show. Look at you, man. You're a full-grown cat. Still watching cartoons. Why? You're three years old. Do you know what that is in human years? Oh, listen to me, man. I'm your friend. Don't you know cartoons will ruin your mind? Look what it's done to your brain. So, so you only have two <laughs> points of reference for this series. That's and actually not true. I technically have three. Because I have three clueless. notes. Go on, tell me your, your the, clueless. The you idiot, I, I love. You idiot, the only reason you know that is I had a shirt. That said it. That said you idiot, and it didn't say idiot, it said idiot. E-E-E-E-E-D-I-O-T. Yeah. Lots of E's instead of an I. And that is to, you know. But I've seen, no, stupid. like I've seen that clip as like a gif before. Yes. Um, which I always find very entertaining. Uh, but the other thing is clueless, you know, they're way existential. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are you watching? And she goes, Ren, Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. They're way existential. Yeah, which it's, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing was, um, I don't. I would say in the last four years, but then again, once again, COVID brain, this may not be accurate. Uh, there's been a surplus, I'd say, of Ren and Stimpy memes being made, and it's always rude memes. The, like, this, like the log. Oh my god, the Daisy, this is what saw, I'm saying. The log and the saw meme? So have what, you seen the log and the saw meme? Daisy, well, that, the gif and the meme. They didn't they have to stretch to make the meme. That is the episode. Yeah. This is what I'm trying... Let, let, me, let me tell you a little story about yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Another 90 show. From 91 to 95. So a little context as well. This I would not categorize as an artifact for me. It was on Nickelodeon. Why has everything got to be an artifact for you? It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> not really an artifact because I came to it a lot later in life. It was a Nickelodeon show in the 90s. There's no way I... Nickelodeon agreed to this. Oh, it did. Nickelodeon show. 
I don't know this how it happened. doesn't sound right. Like, if you look at my DVDs, the, it says on there, the episode that was taken off the TV for being too much. And... Because it's Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is Dora and Blue's Clues and Wild Thornberries. It's very, and very bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Okay, so here is the context. Imagine this being pitched to you. The series follows the misadventures. I'm reading verbatim from Wikipedia. Of okay. Ren, an emotionally unstable and psychopathic... Chihuahua dog, as they all are, apparently, and Stimpy, a good-natured and dim-witted Manx cat. That poor cat. It was the third of Nickelodeon's original animated series. Would you like to know what the other two were? The Nicktoons series? Sure. Rugrats and Doug. Yeah. By the way, loved Doug, loved Rugrats. Chucky for life. Three for three. Chucky for life. Um, yeah, you're not, you're talking about Rugrats, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Well, not Chucky the crazy doll. I'm oh, talking about Chucky the cute little boy. Oh, I am straight up Angelica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were an Angelica girl. I up. am such an Angelica, <laughs> and I, I really lean into it now. <laughs> um, anyway, this was considered to be one of the progenitor series of the brand. I feel like at some point you must have called me a dumb baby. So you really are. Dumb an- babies. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you you're really are so Angelica. Off. If you like either of those two series, there is no question in my mind that you would enjoy Ren and Stimpy. You know what I loved? This is completely off topic. Oh, Wild Thornberries. Same. I really loved it. <coughs> same sort. Sorry, now I'm choking. Um, Devastating. Same sort of um, wheelhouse, I would say. Although yeah. Doug and Rugrats are probably more on brand with Ren. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, sorry, I stopped to get a drink. Okay. So, first and foremost, if you like those other two, already you're in you're in the right area. Okay. Now just take it and make it rude. So, the Ren and Stimpy show received widespread critical acclaim, um, as well as audience acclaim, with praise going to its visuals. So, this was a show that, you know how, uh, I, I think the closest example I can think of is maybe Spongebob that you might be aware of? When there was something stinky on Spongebob or or dry or something like that, like the holes in his sponge would be like really desiccated and you could really see like like the smells of things. There'd be stink lines like nothing else. Yeah. It took it to like the next You're level. You're getting so intense Ren. over this. I don't even I know. know if you know how it's, intense you look It's right visuals now. and it's energy and the type of animation it used and surrealism, like the color use. If you If you've ever seen surreal art... It is, it's very much like that. You know the melting clock? What is that called? The Oh, oh. The that's a French artist. No, no, he's, I think yes, it's Spanish. But you know what oh, I'm Oh, well, I learned about him in French class, so I thought he was French. It's entirely possible. I'm not sure now. Anyway, but but everybody knows what I'm talking about. I cannot think of what it's called. It's some, calendars something of now. time. Something of time. Yeah. You have a phone right beside you, but, you know. You have a phone in your freaking hand. Yeah, but I've got information about Ren and Stimpy uh-huh. on here. Let's focus. So it's a very important to, re- to really understand, though, that for all of those qualities, right, in terms of the artistry and, and people loved it, it also had a huge amount of controversy surrounding it because it had extremely dark humor, unapologetically so, sexual innuendos, you know, the log? Yeah. Um, adult humor, violence, a huge amount of shock value. And they, honestly... For all those shows that I said, wow, I can't believe they pushed their boundaries a little bit, I feel like we've ramped up slowly to Ren and to Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy <laughs> who didn't, they did not give a fuck. These people were going to do whatever they wanted, 
And they did. It, it was unbelievable. Literally. The controversy actually contributed to the production staff having altercations with Nickelodeon's standards and practice department. Um, because of all of the problems they had with them, they sometimes would fail to deliver episodes on time because they had to reanimate to be a little bit cleaner. Um, eventually, in 1992, the creator of the show said, fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore. And he left, and then Games Animation took over and produced the remaining three seasons of the series. Um, one episode was initially left unaired until it was finally broadcast on MTV in 1996. So it, it didn't matter, though. There's a huge, uh, like, uh, in terms of shows, it has a cult following like nothing else. I watched it as a teenager, so, I mean, I wasn't as shocked, but then I think back and I go, oh my god, how is this possible? Just historically, this should not have been able to air. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. Um, I always find it annoying when people do that with shows. Like, you know when you try to buy collections of stuff now, and then they turn around and they take stuff out, because they're like, oh, this is no longer suitable, the subject matter they discussed, and I'm like, piss off, I want my whole show. It's, it's amazing. Like, they said point blank to Nickelodeon. And I don't understand why Nickelodeon said, sure, let, we'll pick up the series. Because they were bothered by this from the get-go. But they said point blank, we're not creating an educational program. This is not an educational program. And then parent groups were all over it, as you can imagine. Trying to ban it left, right, and center. And, I mean, the more you try to ban something, what do, what do kids do? You banned it? I want to watch it. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. And, I mean, it was hugely popular. It, well deserved, because it was... What is they up put with the human psyche that when you're told no, you're like, yes. Don't touch the button. Yes. Um, yes. They had to remove reference... You sound like Ren right now. <laughs> yes. You <laughs> idiots. <laughs> like, do you, you don't understand how much you are Ren. You are Ren. I, I've never seen a more psychopathic chihuahua personality than the one that you have within you. And I mean that in the best way possible, because I love Ren. Yeah, because I'm a psychopathic chihuahua personality. <sighs> That's what I have. They had to They had to change the name. Okay, so there's, there's one episode called The Powdered Toast Man, and there's a... This already sounds like it's going to be bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's not what you think. They had a cross removed from the Pope's hat... And they actually had to change the credit at the end from the Pope to the man with the pointy hat. That's what happened. Um, there's also an episode featuring the burning of the United States Constitution, Constitution and Bill of Rights. They had to remove that. Uh, in an episode called Dog Show, the last name of the character George Licker was removed and was changed to George American. Um, that just seems weird. Anytime that... that uh, Why would you change the name to American? <laughs> Probably because they were being, like, really fucking in your face about the fact that, uh... Liquor? No, like, there you go. Is it clean enough for you? Is it pristine enough for your American psyche, public, and all of that? Yeah. Um, there, it's extremely violent. There was a close-up of Ren's face being grated against a man's stubble. And you see it all. Like, this show goes in for, like, the texture more than anything I know. Like, it, you feel... It's not like Home Alone the, the when more, they pull the more and you go, oh, they'll be fine. The more you feel everything. The more you talk about this, the more I don't want to watch it because I'm also the oh person that when I watch gory horror movies, I feel their pain. Like, I can't watch Suspiria, especially the friggin' new one, because of some of the stuff that happens in it. I, I Sometimes when I'm watching Saw, I get, like, weird, cringy pains within me 
I don't know if I'm an empath, because, like, this shit shouldn't bother me this much, but, like, I feel it so strongly that it sounds like I wouldn't be able to watch Ren and Stimpy just because of how raw it seems. Yeah. You know? I think you'd love it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think you would love it. It's, it is one of the most obscenely creative and I, I mean obscene in all the senses you can think of series that I've ever witnessed um, it's like nothing else I, I can't describe it in the context of any other series because it's, so it's really like a sensory alone. overload cartoon. it is it is very much a sensory overload but in the greatest possible way Ugh, and I, I mean the, like you said memes I abound like, I, I feel like I'd, I'd rather watch Animaniacs again than I mean, I feel like you can bounce overload. back and forth. Honestly, <laughs> you don't have to watch. You don't have to hardline Ren and Stimpy. You watch one, and, and then, then you watch, watch something really Maniacs. happy like Rugrats, and then you go back. <laughs> yeah, Rugrats is not quite like. No, that. Rugrats is nothing like that. Rugrats, and Doug you know, was so you know how, like the high school. Do you know how Patty Manning? Do you know how cute Rugrats oh. is? I love when they did Rugrats go to Paris. I've never seen it. Oh my god, it's so cute, and Chucky's dad, he's finding love and everything. Don't tell me, I haven't seen oh it. Oh my god, you know the joke, I see London, I see France, I see so-and-so's underpants? Yeah. They use it in that, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. So what I've gathered is that you love, do you love Doug? I don't think I've ever seen Doug. You've never seen Doug? I'm not watching it either, before <gasps> you even ask me to. The gasp says it all, everybody, <laughs> I'm not doing it. That's an artifact. No. <laughs> That's an artifact, people. No. Feeling like Indiana Jones no. over here with all the you know artifacts the today. You know the X's on X Factor? The, uh, <laughs> it's one of those. No. I'm not okay. diving into so, that. So, focusing on Ren and Stiffy, have I swayed you? I, I'm, I'm on the fence. Because okay. if it was just... <laughs> you don't want to be on the fence I, with Ren and Stimpy. Something very bad is going to happen yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> but someone's getting the saw. The, you know what's weird? The thing Ooh. that you that I think you thought you were gonna be able to sell me on about how it being a very sensory overload kind of is thing is the thing that's true. In is your the way. thing that's really putting me off it because I told you I'm worried I may be an empath. You, you know, <laughs> you know the um, on the Rugrats at the very beginning of the episode. What they, they would crawl around and they pick up the baby bottle and they squeeze the milk and the noise it makes. Yeah. That like squelching sound. Yeah. That is like every 15 seconds on Ren and Stimpy. There's something and you feel it. You feel like part Stop of talking. It, I think you're making it worse for yourself. I'm probably making it worse, but I'm being honest. I'm literally, you know how that fence, I was going to be on it? I'm not even walking to the you, fence You know anymore. what you would say for me? For me? For, for continuing to There you go! You read my mind! <laughs> High five! <laughs> okay. Well, hope you dive into some animation pieces now Whatever it that we've be. talked about. The Simpsons, Animaniacs, we talked about King of the Hill, we went to yeah. Family Guy, we talked about Rugrats, and Thornberry, Ren and Stimpy. Most dog. are from the 90s. <laughs> Don't go into the new stuff. No, no, no. No. We want you to go back in time. Yeah. Get in that time machine and let's warp. Yeah, this, this is a, a 90s uh, themed episode by accident, I suppose. Mm. You can tell who planned it. I planned nothing. <laughs> You're innocent, you swear. I'm innocent. I'm okay. so innocent. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you go watch some animation. 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 Oh my god. Animation. Animation. Or shows because of this. Uh, and we will be talking to you again next week. 
Bye, everyone. Ta-ta.